Hey guys, welcome back to another interview that I got to do at Etchy Expo 2021. This time it is with Donnie, the founder and CEO of Kaiju Core. Met him on Friday, asked him if he'd be interested in doing a little interview for us because I thought it was really interesting, the things that he was telling us at the bar. And I feel like if anybody's interested in raves at anime conventions which have become a staple of anime conventions for as long as who knows but he talks a little bit about what kaiju core is why they got into it their next upcoming event is at otaku overload where they're bringing down teddy lloyd if you want to figure out how they got teddy lloyd to come down he gets even more into a bunch of things that i really like that i thought was really cool and after going to the rave hosted by bishojo mom and midna ash it was a blast had a great time loved the djs that i got to see i wasn't there from the very beginning but i stuck there until the end shout outs to trill nye and kawaii club and without further ado here is the interview hey what's going on guys i'm here at etchy expo first year here in austin and I'm sitting here with, uh, I don't know exactly what he does. I met him at a bar yesterday at the hotel bar, but I know that he is in charge of, or I guess organizing the Kaiju Corps, the people that are here running the rave tonight. Uh, but could you tell us a little bit more of what you do and like uh, what Kaiju Corps is? Sure. Yeah. My name is Donnie and I am the CEO and founder of Kaiju Corps Entertainment. Uh, we were founded and like established in 2018 and basically our goal in mind is to preserve an an otaku nightlife culture within dfw and beyond which is you know where we're based at we try to spread out as much as we can through texas as much as we're allowed to um but we typically do you know like i said otaku nightlife parties which center around djs performers engagements for our uh, you know our customers and our guests that come in um for kind of like that general 18 plus crowd and we kind of keep it as general as we can as far as theme goes for all otakus sometimes we do uh specific themes whether it be like lewd or it be isekai or it be in anything anything of the sorts that may be a, like a current trending theme in anime and pop culture um and beyond that we also do our after parties for conventions um some conventions do reach out to us to help take care of their uh their nightlife program which is basically literally just the their rave or after party and the screening room for, the, for anime that they ask us to watch over while that's going on. Um, so we're here right now at Etchy Expo. We're going to be doing the rave for two nights. We did it last night, and it actually went off pretty good. We left a pretty good impression on the people that did come. And then we're going to be doing it tonight as well. We have four different DJs. We have one from New York. We have uh, one from Dallas. And then we have two from Houston. Um, one of those is which um, a DJ that we also manage because we also do artist concierge is like as, as far as like agency work we do source out different anime centric artists that we have uh, a couple across the country to other people that do otaku events just so that we can make it possible and you know like affordable and feasible for them to continue doing this as well because if this is something that others are interested in we want to be able to kind of um kind to kind of circum like circulate that that convenience for everybody so that we can grow this even further as a whole. And you mentioned some of the people that are, you know, that are coming down here that are from out of state. I know that yesterday when we were talking, you meant, or one of my friends brought up uh, an event that you're actually running in, uh, it was in Dallas, right? 
Yeah. Where, uh, so we had an event in Dallas. I think you're probably referencing. Uh, there were some some uh, some folks that actually flew down here to, down to Austin from Orlando. Um, then the reason they flew down is because they saw one of our DJs, uh, Kawhi Club, based in Houston, Texas. He uh, he performed at, in Orlando for our Otaku Overload event. Uh, I think that was September 11th. He performed, and uh, there were some. Uh, there were some technical difficulties at the show, but he actually ended up playing for almost two hours and left a really good impression on our Orlando base, which is something that we've been doing that we started since the summer. Um, so they actually came out here just to see him and see the rest of the other DJs that, that we bring out. So that was a really good indication that we left a good impression on them to want to go so far as to come out here on a whim because the, the con is only, was only two weeks after our event that we did in Orlando. And was there something like Amazon, like I'm assuming you like, you know, going out dancing, doing all that stuff. And was there like anything in particular that made you want to like organize a uh, group like this that does events and stuff? Yeah. So before I started doing Kaiju Core, I was actually a part of another collective that's centered in uh, Colorado and I was their Texas chapter. We were mostly focused on specific genres of music, whether it be like hard dance, happy hardcore, hard style, up tempo, or drum and bass. And I was doing events in Dallas with uh, under them as well. Um, eventually, I decided to grow and branch out into doing uh, something else, which is what Kaiju Core became. We were focused around a more general, uh, broad, uh, broader selection of music. And also gearing towards, excuse me, gearing towards the uh, the anime crowd and uh, the otaku crowd, trying to introduce, trying to introduce them to the music that we put out. So it's not just like we don't just do like top forty. We'll do a mix of different like remixes. Like we'll throw in like we'll say, okay, here's this cool beat that has that is like over Hachima or uh, Pekora or something like that. You know. And it's awesome. <laughs> uh, like I've heard some of the people that you work with just because like uh, when I was researching the event, I saw the people that you had there and then I saw like some other that are associated with you, like through your SoundCloud and stuff or yeah. And, uh, you know, that's just a big tangent to, that leads to nowhere. But I did want to ask you, like, how did you get into anime yourself? It's like a question that I like like asking people because like different people that live in different areas and that are like different ages always have like just cool stories or something that I'm that I hadn't heard before. Well, I originally got into anime just the same as a lot of people of my generation. I ended up watching Adult Swim, you know. Um, I have like a couple of older animes that aren't really, they're kind of like, oh, you're into that one, everyone's into that one, but still the same. Um, my favorite anime is Fooly Cooly. Um, but before that, I would really watch anything that was like a fantasy, like monsters. Um, so I would watch like Pokemon, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, like any, you know, like I said, anything that's monster related and a couple of different things, uh, that weren't related to that, like Fooly Cooly, um, or like Gordon Logan or like a little bit of, um, Zatch Bell. I used to watch a lot of Zatch Bell as well. Um, so I had always been into anime. Um, and then I eventually, you know, discovered anime clubs in high school and uh, when I was going to community college. Um, and then I eventually discovered anime conventions. Um, and I took where my interest in anime conventions and my interest in the specific music that I liked, which was hard dance and happy hardcore. And I found the conventions raves. And I've been going to those since like I was 16. Um, 
so from there when I became 18 I started going to actual events that were held at you know like bars and clubs and such and there was something different about those obviously that I didn't get from the uh like that, that I that I did get from the convention shows that I didn't get from the bars so I was trying to figure out what exactly that was so I thought to myself you know eventually after after so many years forming Kaiju Core, I was like okay what if there was some way that I could bring the convention crowd into an actual slightly more convenient or I guess some people might say professional like uh, place like you know like a venue like some kind of bar or a concert area and that's what um, that's a part of what Kaiju Core focuses around and that's where I guess you could say like the um, like where what we build on does come from like my background in anime and me wanting to fuse these things together and like make a bridge between these things because it just as a means to expose anime fans to a lot of EDM music, a lot of dance music um, to further to further create a place where they feel like they can express themselves that's not just a con, that's some place that they can just go once a night, you know, or, or like once a week or once a month or whatever, you know, just so they can express themselves and have fun the same way that they have fun with their friends at a convention. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned like the atmosphere that's had anime raves because um, before I started, like I grew up uh, dirt poor, had no money and also lived far away from like any big city. Uh, so when I finally had money, had a means of like convenience i was like a uh, 20 and i traveled to my first anime convention and i saw that they had a rave and i was like what <laughs> they're they're raves at these things right. and you know the more you go the more you realize oh it's kind of like a uh oddly it became a staple of like uh anime conventions themselves and I love that they happen all the time, but like, do you think it's just like the, the people's interests just kind of intertwine in like a perfect kind of way where like raves and anime conventions just kind of like mesh together? Or what do you think? Like, why, why do you think that, that that's like a thing? So I do think that there are actually a dozen and a half variables that come into why these after parties and these raves or these like uh, these night shows became a, a staple for conventions. A lot of the people that are into that kind of grungy or old school classic or techno or whatever kind of music it was really booming the several years ago, there is a crossover um, where those people also enjoy anime and there is like again on the other side there's people that really hardcore enjoy anime but might not know where else to go besides a convention after party um so i really think it like it's like i said there's many there's many variables a lot of you know a lot of a lot of directors may feel like uh it's necessary for a lot of people to want to blow steam like blow off steam because most of the times you know when you go to a convention people are hanging out in the lobby or in the hallways wanting to hang out with their friends and party you know and i think uh, a lot of these dancers are just a means for people to be able to blow off steam um, after being out all day or maybe not even maybe not even being out all day just trying to um, just just trying to go somewhere at night where they know they can see their friends because there are a couple people that go to almost every single con they can within their state that they see their friends at these convention after parties um, so Kaiju Core, what we do is that we try to make it so these um, these events, it's funny, I use a little slogan. I, I try to make it to where the after party doesn't become an afterthought. 
Um, we try to make it as convenient as possible and as welcoming as possible, as diverse as possible, and as engaging as possible so that people actually want to go and that these conventions keep doing them so that um, they just become another quality part and they, they stay consistently a quality aspect of a convention. And uh, what events do you have coming up? I know yesterday we talked about, I don't know if you could say more or anything, but or if you want to comment about it, I, I forget exactly what brought it up. But I know that uh, you have Teddy Lloyd flying out for one of these events, and that's a pretty big deal. Uh, I mean, like, what events do you have coming up that you want to, like, tell people about? And also, like, how did you manage to get these connections to bring, like, somebody, uh, I guess, in my in my opinion, you know, when I think of Teddy Lloyd, he's, like, a, a big deal. And I don't know who else like you've worked with that is also like a a bigger name out there. But how do you what events do you have coming up and how did you get the connections to, you know, bring those people out? I'll answer I'll answer the second question first about the connections. So like I said, I've been connected with um, a lot of different DJs over the course of my career as far as being interested in this type of music and as far as like I said again about overlap, there's a lot of overlap between the hard dance scene that I used to be really interested in and the anime and cosplay scene as far as DJs that I am interested in now. Um, a lot of the con DJs and a lot of the people that organize the dances for a lot of the cons across the country all know each other as well. Um, so there is a small community in that, in that aspect. Um, as far as the Teddy Lloyd show that you mentioned, I've, uh, I've known his manager for about a year and a half, maybe two years. Um, I actually got to open for Teddy Lloyd a couple years ago at a convention in Oregon. I think that's where I initially met his manager. His manager is actually the one that sources a lot of the talent, a lot of the Japanese talent for a lot of conventions across the country. I know you've probably heard of like Do As Infinity or Akime or um, probably heard of like the the fashion brands Hypercore or Listen Flavor. Um, or any like DJs like Teddy Lloyd, she is the one that basically helps um, helps like bring them out for these conventions. She makes it very easy for them to do. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and shamelessly plug her. You know, uh, I'm gonna plug her company. Shout out to Fake Star for doing all that they do. Her also being a very big inspiration to what I do for my DJs as far as sourcing them for other people that do otaku events. So like I said, I've had a, um, I had like a you know, relationship with her and as far as like talking and getting to know her and her helping me, teaching me like what's best as far as going forward with my brand that she can help me with. Um, and I told her, you know, I want to go ahead and I want, I want to take a risk and try to go the next step and, you know, work with Teddy. And, you know, she said she agreed. We got it sorted and that's where we got it announced. So he's going to be the first, I think he's going to be the first stop as far as his uh, U.S. tour, I think. Um, but he's never performed in Dallas before us. And I'm sure he's very excited. We're very excited to have him. This is going to be definitely a monumental event. Uh, I don't think we've actually had a Japanese artist before. So like as, as far as uh, like this scale. Um, and I know there are a couple of people that are online as well that I follow in different countries even that are going to be that are going to be uh, following and trying to check it out to see how it goes. So I'm very, very excited for that. Um, upon like beyond that event, we also as far as our our after party events go, um, I know that we are going to be doing another event similar to the Teddy Lloyd show. 
Um, we're going to be doing that in December. I can't reveal too much detail on that because we're still building that event. So that's probably good. We're probably going to finish working on that after this weekend of Veggie Expo. But sometime in December in Dallas, Texas, we're going to be doing another event. Um, so you'll check our socials just to check updates for that. Um, con related, I do. I think we're going to be at Anime Dallas. But we're just going to be vending. Um, and I think believe we're also going to be doing something with anime frontier in fort worth as well anything else that i haven't mentioned i can't go into too much detail because it still hasn't been either confirmed or announced yet um but yeah that's that's pretty much what we have so far and uh i don't really have too much else to ask but thank you for doing the interview if there's anything that you want to mention that you know you think you want to put out there on top of you know plugging your socials and all that stuff uh go ahead and do that now man I just want to say thank you to everybody who has shown their support for Kaiju Core so far and everyone who has expressed interest in this. Like I said, we were established in 2018, and I never thought as far as um, even with, with, with how consistent that we've been working, I would have never thought that we have reached where we are now. Like I was sitting down doing some analytics the other day in my apartment, and I was like, wow, we've, we've established as much. We've accomplished as much as we have in these last three months from July to now as we did in our first year so just looking at that really it it lifts a burden off of my shoulders of like okay i finally understand like through consistency and like through consistency and through like proper you know networking and proper business etiquette we can actually make this work we can actually generate something serious out of this for our community for our followers that want something like this to keep happening for a very long time um and if anybody else is interested in checking us out you can find us online under kaiju core entertainment kaiju as in you know monster godzilla um and then core as in c-o-r-e um and you could just find us on all socials under kaiju core e-n-t no spaces yeah all right thanks a lot man and uh, we'll see you guys when we see you. <laughs>